big company. It was a cloudless summer day. The sky was bright and sunshine fell warm on the farmlands. I sat on the top board of the backyard fence, my bare feet swinging free and my hands smoothing the pleats in my best red gingham dress. My watchful eyes were glued to the Bloxham Road and my happy heart was eagerly awaiting a first glimpse of my beloved big brother. In those early days, he and big sister, his wife, always came to the shore by train. Later on, with their two young sons, they would leave Baltimore in their Ford, drive all the way around the head of the Chesapeake Bay, and then come on down to Nelsonia. Having them for a visit was something like having Christmas in the summer. As soon as Dad had harnessed old Bill to the buggy and driven out of the yard on his way to Bloxham to meet the afternoon train from the north, I ran to the house to get ready. Mother had filled the old tin wash tub full of warm water, so I undressed and took a bath all over, paying particular attention to my feet, which always seemed dirty. Then I persuaded Mother to let me put on my prettiest starch gingham dress, pulled a comb quickly through my short boxed brown hair, and ran to take up my watch on the backyard fence. After a long wait, I saw a cloud of dust down the country road and knew they were coming. Old Bill, realizing he was near home, trotted faster, and soon they were driving into the backyard. As soon as Big Brother was out of the carriage, he grabbed me and lifted me down from the fence, giving me a kiss and a big hug. He always said the same thing, My, how you've grown! Then he greeted mother and each child separately, while I clung tightly to his hand lest he slip away like some nighttime dream. Later, after all the excitement had died down, all of us helped unpack the buggy. Every inch of space was crammed with suitcases, boxes, bundles, and shopping bags. There were golden hands of bright yellow bananas, shiny red and saffron plums, luscious Georgia peaches, and always two or three fresh pineapples. A special carton held black walnut, cinnamon, and chocolate taffy from Lexington Market, a favorite with us children. In addition, when he unpacked the suitcases, there were often individual gifts for every member of the family. One summer, there were three bright green sweaters for Margaret, Addie, and me to wear to school a straw hat for Brantley with a hand-embroidered band around the crown, and a bright red rubber ball for the baby, Adams. Mother received a sterling silver bar pin from Stifes and Dad a fine pair of suspenders. All during the visit, there were rides in the afternoon. We went to see uncles, aunts, cousins, and friends, Often we stopped along the way to chat with folks who knew Big Brother when he was young. One summer, he chartered a large motorboat, and the whole family spent a day on Gargatha Beach. There was laughter and joy as we played in the water, and oh, so many good things to eat. Margaret especially remembers this trip. For when we were through playing in the water, Mother dressed us in clean, dry clothes. Then, as Margaret went up on deck, 
she unfortunately stumbled on a coil of rope and promptly fell overboard. She was very frightened, but Big Brother, who was close at hand, calmly reached down and fished her out of the water by the back of her dress. As he set her down on the deck, he said, "'You know, you shouldn't go swimming with your good clothes on.'" Big Brother's vacation often coincided with fair time on the eastern shore of Virginia. So we had the opportunity each summer to attend Tassley, Keller, or even Pocomoke Fair. To attend a fair at any time was a special delight, but to go with Big Brother was a rare treat. He brought us anything and everything we expressed a wish for. Ice cream, grape soda, popcorn, or cotton candy. He even bought us grandstand seats so we could get a better look at the free afternoon acts, a thing unheard of in our family. Then, before leaving the fair, he insisted that each of us select one remembrance from the row of souvenir stalls. I still cherish a tiny red glass pitcher with the words, Etta, Pocomoke Fair 1917, written on it. We always spent one day with Lois and one with Mary during his visit. Each sister prepared an elaborate dinner with all kinds of good things to eat. Usually, both included fried chicken and hot sweet potato pie, as they were favorites with Big Brother. One summer day after our dinner at Lois's home, we were all sitting on the front porch when Big Sister had a brilliant idea. She hooked an old homemade wagon that was used to carry potatoes to market to her car and invited all of the children to take a ride. Since the sides of the wagon were only about six inches high, we did not think it was quite safe, but not one of us wanted to be called a coward, so we piled in the wagon and away we went. Down the narrow, rutted farm road, we bounced, everyone screaming and yelling for Big Sister to drive very slowly. Out to the main road, we scooted as we headed for Lamont. Big Sister speeded up as we drove through the village of Lamont and surprised everyone by turning on her loud horn that played a musical tune. The folks sitting out front of the country store stood up to get a better look, but we raced past and were soon on the road to Parksley. Just as we reached the outskirts of Parksley, Big Sister turned on her musical horn once again. Over the railroad tracks we sped and down the main street of town with the horn playing away. The horn stuck, and over and over and over it serenaded everyone in Parksley with its own special tune. As I recall, it was something like the tune of How Dry I Am. People came running from the grocery stores, from the barber shops, and from the post office to see what was happening. Some of us children were crying, and some were screaming as we held on to the low sides of the wagon for dear life. Down the length of Main Street, a turn to the right, and we crossed the bumpy railroad tracks once again and headed back to Lamont. Not until we were almost out of Parksley did Big Sister pull up to a small filling station and stop the car. There, a gentleman disconnected the horn. We were much embarrassed, but not Big Sister. She just laughed and laughed. 
For years afterwards, she loved telling the tale of how she took the children for their most thrilling ride. How swiftly flew the days. In no time at all, our guests had to return to Baltimore. The house seemed empty, the farm quieter. Now I had time to sit again in my Jonathan apple tree and dream. Summer always comes, so all I had to do was wait.